0: Hello, and welcome to the Unleash Pain Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Katie Sutton, and I am a rehabilitation specialist and master neurocoach specializing in pain specifically. A hundred percent of us experience pain at some point in our lives, yet we are not told what pain is, why we have it, or how to navigate through it. Without this vital information, it keeps us stuck in the vicious pain cycle. This is where I come in. My job is to educate and inform you about all things pain so you can feel empowered to know how to navigate pain when it comes about. This is how you break the cycle and reclaim your life from pain. Without further ado, let's go ahead and start breaking out of the pain cycle today. Today's episode is going to be diving into the biological pain bubble. So I'm going to be discussing all things physical when it comes to pain, which is actually something that is incredibly common, and it's usually the first thing that we notice when we are experiencing pain. So this is following along the lines of the biopsychosocial method that I am talking about throughout this entire series. So what I'm going to be explaining today is going to make so much sense connecting the dots from the previous three episodes of Pain Explained, the mental aspect of pain, and then also the emotional side of pain, which is all correlated to the psychological pain bubble. So if you have not listened to those three previous episodes, highly, highly, highly encourage you to go listen to them before listening to this one, because it's going to make so much sense as to why we are continuing to stay stuck in the vicious pain cycle, why so many of us are continuing to be in that place of suffering and defeat and feeling like we just have to deal with pain for the rest of our lives and I'm here to tell you it's not true and this is why I am breaking it down for you. What to expect during this episode is to understand the power of thoughts and emotions and how they're actually contributing to pain on a physical level. I'm going to be diving into the concept of epigenetics and then I'm also going to explain to you how your body can communicate with you and how to start listening to it when it does come about because pain is a request for change. I'm going to sound like a broken record throughout this entire podcast and throughout all the work that I do but pain is a request for Change, and I'm going to dive into that a lot deeper to have you have more awareness about it and to understand it on a deeper level. That way you can see pain, and a totally different view, a totally different perspective, because when we are able to look at things differently, that's when we're able to create change. And this is why I say pain is a request for change. So let's just go ahead, dive into the big concepts of this episode. So going back to the mental and emotional sides of pain in the psychological pain bubble, we have realized that How you think is going to affect how you feel and how your body feels. So this is why I started with the mental side of pain, the emotional side of pain leading up to the physical. This is why I did not start with the physical pain. Because we have been starting with the physical pain for years and decades and it is not usually getting us to the point where we can actually find the true relief that we want. We actually continue to stay stuck in it because we are kind of doing the cycle backwards and we are missing some of the most important aspects when it comes to pain specifically, which a huge part of it is a psychological bubble. I am a firm believer that that is where the root of it stems from because pain starts in the brain and it starts on a psychological level. So when it comes to thoughts and emotions, we know that a thought is going to be paired with an emotion. And if a thought and emotion are repeated over and over and over and over again, it is going to create a certain belief that is programmed and automated in the subconscious. So the way that this pertains to pain is you have the thought of, I'm broken, I'm never going to get better. You have this emotion of depression. So you repeat that over and over again, it's going to create a strong neural pathway. This is how it is wired when it comes to your unique pain cycle. And when you are able to understand that, that's how you're able to break out of it. And it's about understanding the thoughts and emotions that are paired with it. Now, I understand that if you're listening to this, you're probably thinking like, how how do I catch these thoughts? Like I don't even know what's going on through my head. How can I catch all these thoughts? I'm going to explain this more as I go into this episode because honestly, the body's going to help you out big time with this and it actually gives you like a direction on where to go where you are on a mental and physical level, which is going to let you know how your brain is wired, how your nervous system is regulating when it comes to your vicious pain cycle. So when it comes to the the pain and how Your thoughts and emotions are contributing to how you are operating your life from, it is because you are practicing it. Again, it's going to be that repetition. When we repeat something, we're practicing it. Same as when you go and practice for like a soccer game or Whatever you are practicing, those skills. The same thing goes with pain, it's just with this type of practice, it comes with a thought and emotion. And when you practice pain, you then have. A more sensitive brain. You have a more sensitive nervous system, which means that you're going to pick up on the littlest of things and your brain is going to interpret that as a danger, as a threat, as a need for protection. So that is going to kick on your stress response mode, your sympathetic nervous system, which I'm going to explain a little bit more the concept of epigenetics. So this is a perfect little segue for me to go and dive into the concept of epigenetics. Epigenetics is biopsychosocial. So it means that it is going to be influenced by all things, not just biological aspects or not just psychological or what's going on in the world. It's always going to be in the context of whatever it is in the moment. Pain is very much a context type of animal. It's going to be influenced by different factors that go in. And that's basically what epigenetics is. Epigenetics is the study of changes produced by variations in gene expression and rather than from alterations of the genetic code itself. And these changes can affect how your cells interpret your genetic blueprint. So it's basically to the point where epigenetics is explaining that your cells and your DNA is going to be malleable. It's going to be very, very similar to the neuroplasticity of your brain. Our brain has the ability to change and to evolve. Things are not permanently wired in there based off of your living experience, and you can always change and grow and evolve to the way that you want them to. Well, the same thing is with our our cells and our DNA. And this is what epigenetics is explaining. And when epigenetic changes occur. It basically is based off of how it's responding to the environment and to your internal stimuli. So different stresses from what you're thinking and what you're feeling to how you are interpreting the world uh, around you is going to turn on certain genes and turn off certain genes. So for example, it could turn on like a cancer gene or a pain gene or a discomfort or illness of whatever sort, but it can also turn things off. So this is what I just love about the the concept of epigenetics because there are so many factors that can contribute to your genetic gene pool. And so many of us feel like if we have genetics that are not on the greatest spectrum, that we kind of fall victim to them. And that they become our fate. I know for me personally, I thought for sure that since my mom had experienced fibromyalgia, my sisters were diagnosed with it, that I would just eventually end up with it. And when I was going through my extreme chronic pain injuries from MMA, I was definitely on that path and I was getting really discouraged and really felt defeated that I was so young in my early 20s having to deal with this fibromyalgia pain. And fibromyalgia is just a basic diagnosis to diagnose somebody who is having extreme pain, but can't necessarily pinpoint the biological diagnosis of it. So I know for a fact Fibromyalgia definitely contributes to physical and emotional and mental pain. All of it is going to be contributing with one another. And I actually saw this with my sister who struggled with fibromyalgia for years. And now she's doing weightlifting and living her life and not letting fibromyalgia stop her from living her life. So this is just like a prime example of how epigenetics can play a role in changing your genetic code. Old methods of science and medical knowledge have made it seem that our genes are going to be the thing that control our destiny when it comes to our bodies and to our health. Yes, it's good to understand this type of knowledge. However, the science of epigenetics is turning this concept on its head, and our genes are actually malleable, and cell membranes can actually turn on and off different genetic codes. So I think that is a huge, huge thing to realize and to have that awareness that you have control over how your DNA and your cells are going to respond. I mean, just think of your DNA as an operating system and your your genes and your epigenome are going to be the apps that get updated on a daily basis, even hourly, even minute by. And epigenetic changes occur when genes are flipped on and off in areas response to a variety of conditions and these changes are going to be triggered factors that are like your diet, your lifestyle habits, environmental stimuli, and even thoughts and emotions. This is why I dove into thoughts and emotions in the first two episodes is because they're a huge, huge factor with it. When you think about it, the brain has neuroplasticity and pain starts in the brain and your brain is going to interpret different signals to the body and the body is going to listen to whatever the brain tells it. The brain and the body are going to align with how they are wired. And so basically what it comes down to is that everything you do is going to affect your genetic expression and when i mean everything i mean everything it comes down to what you're eating how you're sleeping what kind of exercise and movement you're doing are you laughing are you crying are you loving are you raging all of these things are going to have an impact on your physical health on your physical well-being and in the field of epigenetics it has proven insights into every Everything from injury and pain recovery, to even heart disease, to mental health, and even resistance when it comes to weight loss. Epigenetics has a huge, huge factor, and we know that it can influence how we can recover and heal from pain. Which means healing from surgeries and injuries for better or for worse. And stress is going to be one of the biggest examples that I can share about epigenetics because stress is going to be a factor that is going to contribute to your pain volume, your pain dial. And when it comes to disease and pain and ailments, it's going to boil down to our ability or inability to adapt to stress. And if we don't adapt, we are probably going to turn on different genetic codes, and it's going to be based off of our sympathetic and our parasympathetic nervous system. So our parasympathetic nervous system is going to be our rest and digest. It's going to be where the body is in a state of healing. It's relaxed. It's calm. But a lot of us are operating in our sympathetic nervous system, which is our stress response mode. And this deals with our fight, flight, freeze response. And our fight, flight, freeze response can be trauma responses as well. I'll probably do an episode on that on its own because it's very, very insightful and it's helpful. It's helped me and a lot of my clients that I work with as well. But when we're in our sympathetic nervous system, our stress response mode, this is going to kick on when we are needing to protect ourselves from danger. And when we are in Pain, our body's automatically going to be in that stress response mode because pain is considered a danger. It's considered a threat. And pain is going to kick on when we feel like our internal or external environment is feeling threatened in some way. And the body and brain do not know the difference between the stresses of paying bills on a day to day. Or the stress of like an actual wild animal attacking you. Your brain and your body are going to be completely unbiased when it comes to this. So it doesn't necessarily know what is like good stress or quote unquote bad stress. It just takes whatever you have been practicing. And if you've been in pain, you've been practicing pain a lot. And so it's going to be based off of that. So this is why it's so important to have navigating strategies when it comes to to understanding how to handle stress when it comes to our pain specifically our bodies are truly not designed to be in stress response mode for long periods of time because when we are in stress response mode our body tightens up, it tenses, it is really, really on guard, a lot of tension, and it's trying to, again, like be in that protective mode. And a lot of us, like I said before, we live in a world where we are running solely off of our sympathetic nervous system. And this is going to cause unnecessary pain and health problems that could be prevented. This is why I'm such a huge advocate of mind-body medicine, of mindfulness, of calming down the nervous system to get into that parasympathetic state. So going back to the the stress response mode, when we are scared, our initial reaction is going to inhale sharply and to hold our breath. So it's like, and then we hold our breath. So I want you to kind of do that right now, whether you're like in the car or sitting at home or whatever, or you're on a walk, just do that. Like imagine that you're scared, you inhale. Do you notice how your body tenses and it tightens? This is what happens when our body is on guard and it kicks up that sympathetic nervous system. If you are constantly in this state, you are going to be a knotted mess of tension because you are on edge and it's no wonder you are in pain. If you don't allow yourself to relax, you're not going to break out of the pain cycle. So this is something that I really dive in deep with my clients to figure out different relaxing, calming strategies to help them through their pain flare-ups. I know a lot of my clients that I've worked with over the years that are dealing with chronic pain are always in stress response mode like i said before stress and pain are going to go hand in hand together and it's always going to be a contributing factor when it comes to the the pain volume that they are experiencing so this is where learning how to turn on your parasympathetic nervous system is very very vital when you are able to kick on your rest and digest state which is actually a place where your body can be in a state of healing. It's where you are composed, you are relaxed, you are calm and you're able to then release stress and tension. You are automatically putting yourself into a state of healing and you can alter your genetic code. This is where rewiring the brain can be a lot easier. This is where you can learn how to shift the pain that is coming up for you. And it may sound silly, but but it all starts with your breath. And it sounds simple, but a lot of people who are operating in a high-stress mode often forget to breathe. And that is going to add to their tension and pain. So, for example, going back to that, that scared example. So, when you get scared, you usually inhale sharply. And when you inhale and hold your breath, you're actually causing your body to tighten and tense up more because, again, it's on guard. However, when you exhale, that is when you release all of that tension built up in the body. So think about getting a massage and how relaxing it is. This is why deep breath work is so critical when you're implementing it into your pain management techniques. I have had clients who completely forget to breathe when I'm doing exercises or I'm doing tissue manipulation with them they forget to breathe. And when they are, their muscles are going to tense. They're going to fight me. They're going to fight them. And they end up not getting the relief they are wanting because they are still in that stress response mode. So I am trying to remind them to breathe because that is going to be the quickest way to get yourself to get back into that calming, healing state is to remember to breathe. Because when we're in stress response mode, we We take shallow breaths. We don't breathe deeply. And a lot of the times we hold our breath. So it's, it's going to be a waste of your time to get out of pain if you are not breathing, because breathing allows nerves and your vessels to open up to bring blood and oxygen to flow into your muscles to release. And if you've ever done like physical therapy or rehab exercises, um, they, They tell you to breathe, or at least they should. I know I do this with my my clients all the time. And if you don't breathe, it actually makes the exercise and the movement a lot harder. When you breathe, it makes it easier because it's allowing the body to move through ease and flow. I'm going to share an example of what I witnessed as a cancer excise specialist years ago, uh, working at an internship for my degree. And I was working with two cancer patients. They both were having treatment for breast cancer and one of them was very very positive, very optimistic, looked about things in a totally different way, was able to express her concerns, had different habits when it comes to nutrition and sleep and movement. She had a really really great support system and she was very very optimistic about navigating the whole process when it came to breast cancer. However, I had another client who was in the same situation. However, her outlook was completely negative. She was very, very angry about her not being able to do the things that she wanted to do. Very, very pessimistic about her recovery. She would force things. She was definitely in the mindset of no pain, no gain. She didn't really have a lot of support when it came to her treatments. She didn't have a lot of family. She was just incredibly angry and defeated and just basically hated her body that was something that she told me a lot of the times was that she hated her body because it just couldn't do the things that she wanted which resulted in her being incredibly angry and unfortunately she did not survive and the other client that I was working with who was more positive who did have the support who was more optimistic and hopeful about her recovery she in fact did. And so this is just how powerful thoughts and emotions and support and movement and your nutrition and all of these play a factor when it comes to your healing and recovery. This is definitely what epigenetics is. And it's learning how to work with your brain and body in that same aspect. And, you know, going back to that example of People who have breast cancer say that two people have the, the breast cancer gene. And depending on how they're handling stress, how they're thinking about things, how they're feeling about things is going to, to either turn on or turn off that gene specifically to bring about cancer. Now, this brings me to my next point on how the body communicates through pain. So, you know, from the previous episode where emotions, especially if they're suppressed and they have nowhere to go and they're not being released, they don't have anywhere to go but stay in the body. And the more that they stay in the body and the longer that they're not cleared out, the more that it starts to manifest in a physical way. And this is our body's last resort to get attention to ourselves. This is why pain comes about. Yes, pain is an alert system and it gets, it gets more in depth, but just for the concept of today, like when it comes to, you know, different ailments and injuries and things like that, there's something that is leading up to that thing that is happening, that pain response. And Like I said before, pain is a request for change, and this could be a change in the habits, in our thoughts, in our emotions, allowing ourselves to relieve negative emotions or suppressed emotions, to allow ourselves to look at things in a different way, in a different perspective. And physical pain is connected to beliefs and suppressed emotions. They can actually give us an inside scoop to how the brain and nervous system is wired. It is able to help us to pinpoint what is going on with us internally because your body definitely is going to correspond with what the brain is telling it, what you are thinking, what you are feeling about on a regular basis. It's going to show through the body and every single pain spot that we do have is going to be connected to a mental or emotional component and so an example for this is i know for me personally when i was recovering from my mma injuries i still had massive chronic back pain and it was like in between the shoulder blades um middle back type of area and that is connected to lack of support and just being angry at myself and not showing myself love and i definitely felt like i was not supported in my recovery i definitely felt alone and it was a lot of like my own internal feelings were going on i also had chronic knee pain a lot of knee pain to the point where i couldn't even drive my stick shift car at the time because i couldn't even bend my knee i could hardly go up and down the stairs and the knees are tied to the ego. And I was definitely having my ego bruised from being pulled from the sport where I had tied my identity to and my ego just got completely defeated. I couldn't do anything. And so if I couldn't do this sport that I had tied my identity into, it meant that I was nothing. And so that's where the ego kind of kicked in and the knees are a huge representation of that. Another example are going to be headaches. I have experienced headaches throughout my entire life. And a lot of concussions um, contributed to that on a biological level. However, on a psychological level, I was invalidating myself a lot. You're not good enough. Your body sucks. You can't do this. You're not enough. You're not worthy. You don't deserve this. All of those invalidating thoughts and feelings that I was contributing to the pain and my inability to do the things that I wanted to do were definitely showing up through headaches. They definitely manifest through headaches. And a lot of the times when we can't necessarily understand like the thoughts that we are thinking because we're not used to that. It's something that we never never necessarily practiced before. Physical sensations in the body can help us lead to those specific thoughts and to those emotions. The physical sensations that are going through the body are gonna help us to understand the emotional side of things a lot more, to help us to be more in tune with ourselves. When we do experience pain, It is a sign of disconnect from ourselves. We are disconnected from our body. We are disconnected from our thoughts. We are disconnected from our emotions. And so these are definitely going to be the huge factors of two-thirds of the pain recipe. It's going to be contributing to the psychological and biological pain bubble, which I have dissected and broken down for you. And when pain comes about, it's about getting attention back to ourselves it's about that request for change because a lot of the times when we have pain we think that there's automatically harm done and i'll i'll explain this more later down in future episodes but there has to be more to the context than just something's wrong something's wrong there's other things that are contributing to it and it could just be how your brain and your nervous system are sensitized to the pain cycle that you are in again it's a lot of practice that goes about with it But... The physical things that do show up are going to be connected to things on a physical and emotional level. I know a lot of the pain that I had dealt with and I was treating in a biological, physical manner were not getting the true relief until I looked at it from a mental and emotional standpoint because that request for change could be your thoughts, your beliefs, how your brain is wired, how you're looking at things, how you are feeling about stuff, allowing yourself to release certain suppressed emotions that are just stuck in the body and honestly once I did that that's when I was really able to find relief and I was able to help my clients go through that too and it was like a step further to treat the pain as a whole, to get to the source of it, to get to the root cause of it. So I do have a little special pain tip with this episode specifically. I do have a little mental, emotional connection to physical guide that way you can kind of start to understand what your body is telling you because your body is going to communicate through pain or things that don't necessarily feel that great because we are often very, very stubborn because we are distracted with all the things that are going on. We're very busy. And so oftentimes when our body is trying to get attention to ourselves and we're not listening, it's going to kick up the pain volume so we can pay attention because we are have a tendency to listen when things get super painful. And if you can look at it in that aspect, oh, my body's trying to get attention to me. Okay, this is what's going on. That's when you can really start to take your power back when it comes to pain and you get to kind of play this detective. So, definitely sign up for the weekly email tip. I've got a special PDF guide that is going to help you connect the mental and emotional um parts when it comes to actual physical pain. So if you're interested in that, definitely go ahead and join the email list and it should be sent out to you and it will help you to dive in deeper to break the pain cycle further. But again, this is for your awareness. You now understand how thoughts and emotions are contributing to pain. You understand the concept of epigenetics and how it's basically the same as neuroplasticity in the brain. It's just for the body and your cells and how your body is communicating with you so this was a big one and now we're going to dive into the social pain bubble and this is going to bring everything in full circle thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode and for expanding your own pain awareness every time you listen to this podcast you are building new neural pathways in the brain to break out of the vicious pain cycle if this episode served you in any way, I ask that you share it with somebody who you think would benefit so they can start breaking out of their unique pain cycle today. When we are educated and informed about pain, we are equipped and empowered to get out and stay out of pain. If you have any questions or thoughts, I'm here to help. You can direct message me on Instagram at the Katie Sutton. I'd be happy to personally connect with you so you can start unleashing pain freedom today.